This is Fantasy Book Club. Welcome to the Fantasy Book Club. This is the Internet's Book Club, and just by listening, you are a member. My name is Colin Pratt. And I'm Sydney Lyerly. And this week, we're starting off on a new book. So we're reading Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson. It's a great show. Uh, the way this show is going to work, this is our first episode. Uh, we're going to read about an hour's worth of content every week. And don't worry, we'll let you know uh, what ahead of time what chapters to be reading. Um, the hour's worth is based on the uh, audio audiobook, uh, how, however long they say it takes to, to read. Um, so if you read faster than the audiobook, it'll take you less time. Good for you. Uh, if you read too slow, uh, like me, it'll take you a little bit more time. But or that's you can okay. just be zoomy like me. And get done in a half hour. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but it's good. So this week, we're starting off, and we read uh, two, the first two, the prologue in chapter one. We sure did. And if you haven't read them yet, you can go ahead and pause, and you can read them if you finished. Come back. Once you pause, don't finish. Don't uh Read, don't listen further because we're about to spoil the book for you. So don't listen further and pause it. Get Warbreaker by Brandon Sanderson. It's a great book. Uh, it's standalone, so you don't have to worry about doing a whole series if you commit to this book. Um, and we will listen to it through with you. We'll read it. Keep up with us. It'll feel great. Uh, and you'll have read a book by the end of it. You know, and that's that's always something to brag about. If you're not a big book reader, being able to go slowly through a book with, an, with a podcast and, and say you read a book at the end is great. Um, so I'm going to get right into it after all that stalling. Uh, and Sydney, you go ahead and you tell me uh, how what happened in the prologue. Give us a quick but uh, but thorough rundown of the prologue. Okay. Prologue. Here we go. So we start off with we meet Vasher, who's in prison. So great start. He's off to an amazing start. 10 how, out of 10. how did he get in prison? He, um, I don't actually remember. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. He got into a, a, a bar fight oh, and, yeah. and punched yeah, a priest. Yeah, he punched, yeah. He he did a, a, a bad thing and punched a priest in the <laughs> I assume in the face. I don't really know. Did a crime, yeah. He, yeah, that's a real bad crime here in um, Helendron, the town that we are chilling in. And he, so he punches this guy, this priest. He ends up in uh, prison. They're probably going to kill him. And he's talking to the guards. And we hear about this thing called breath, which at first I was like, what the heck is breath? Um, but we learn about that a little bit later. Yeah. So we'll get into that more later. Of course. Um, so we get into breath. He's talking to the guard. Uh you know, nothing too, too crazy. And then the guard finds this sword in um, Vasher's bag. So you learn about a little bit more about the sword at the end of the prologue. Yeah. Um, but not much. I have lots of questions. Oh, yeah. And, and then, I have, by the way, real quick, I've read this book before. Sydney hasn't. So I'm not going to be spoiling anything, but I will be hopefully guiding your guys' minds to understanding. Guiding. <laughs> yeah. Also, so that way, if you've listened to it or have it, if you've read it already, you can still go ahead and read with us because one of us has and one of us hasn't. Yes. Continue. So anyways, he finds uh, the guard finds the sword and takes it away. The guard leaves. Um, Vasher like makes this little guy out of straw breathes like so here comes the breath thing again, breathes into this straw person. The straw person comes to life, goes and gets the keys, unlocks Vasher. Wait, before he goes, goes comes to life, what does Vasher tell him to do? Vasher, Vasher, gives Vasher him, says fetch keys. Yes, Vasher gives him a very specific yes, instruction. Yes, it has to be very specific. Yeah. Um, so the straw person goes, gets the keys, uh, comes back, unlocks, let, lets Vasher out. And then Vasher goes and he breathes into his cloak so mm-hmm. his cloak can protect him. He gave the instruction, protect me. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he, so Vasher goes, 
finds um oh wait quick quick sorry quick interjection uh when he gives the cloak the breath he now is out he started with what he said was a total of 50 breaths yes gave 25 to the straw man gave 25 to his cloak he is now out of breath and you learn that when you run out of breath you lose that innate sense that all humans have of other humans presences yes for example like if you fall he the book describes it I actually really like this as if you're sleeping and someone walks in and you somehow wake up because you know they're there. That innate sense of like somebody being the awareness of another human being. Uh, breath is that. Yeah. When you lose your breath, you lose the sense. But when he has more than one breath, he has a better sense of people around him. Yes. And it also states that everyone else has like most people have one breath. They're born with one breath. Yes. It's... And then there are some people who have like a lot more than that. And they're mm-hmm. like more powerful. Yep. Um. It also states when he like doesn't have any breath or like the colors change so he sees colors differently as well they become dull yes which i thought was kind of interesting can you imagine that you're just walking around and you see colors one way and the next thing you know they're they're gone oh i I, sorry i have one more interjection to to point out to sydney did you notice that when he had his 50 the guard walked towards him and he noticed that the guard's colors got brighter as he got closer i did i did notice that yeah he didn't didn't get brighter as like lighter but he got like more vibrant yeah. Like, there wasn't more light on him. But, like, nobody else noticed that. That was, like, something only Vasher could see. That was see. only Vasher noticed it, yes. Um. So, anyways, moving on. So, he breathes life into the cloak. He leaves. And he heads out and, um, like, out of the, the prison cell and goes to find uh, someone's Var. name. Var. Yes. He goes to find Var. And he basically says, I'm here to kill you, Var. Which... Can you imagine someone walks into your prison cell and you're like, I'm here to kill you? Well, tell everybody the situation. Tell everybody the situation Var's in. So Var is like chained to the wall, gagged, and just he's having a rough day. He's he's naked and dangling from the ceiling by his arms. Love but it. but what does Vasher notice about Var when he walks gets closer? Uh Var like changes, like his coloring is different. Var has because a lot he's got of a lot of breath. Yeah. Var's got a lot of breath. Yeah. He's just, he's going for it. Var's got a lot. But Var also was from, um, Var's from uh, Idris, right? Idris. Idris. Uh, he was a, he was known to Idris. I don't, I don't actually remember if he was from Idris, but the Idrian people know about him because he was trying to do a rebellion. Yes. That's why he's getting And his right rebellion now. failed. Yes. Which is why he's in jail now. Um, so Vasher goes in, takes, he is like talking to uh, Var. And basically, it's like, I'm going to take your breath because, and you're going to die because you don't want to give it to um, the Hellendron people mm-hmm. because they don't want that. You don't want to give them. You don't that want breath. them. To, well, yeah, he was trying to overthrow them. And yeah. Basically, he's being tortured because the book says if, they, if he dies, that breath is gone. Yes. So if he dies, that breath is just gone forever. So he has to, he, uh, and basically, Vasher's reasoning is. Either you're going to die and lose it, which you don't want. I'm going to get it. And you know that I also don't like this government or the government's going to get it. And so the best option for you is let me have it and then kill you so you don't get tortured anymore. Yeah. And nobody, you don't want that. So either way, Var like is going to die Yeah, no matter what happens. Um, So Vasher finally convinces him like, hey, give me your breath. And uh, Var does. Now Vasher has like a crap ton of breath and mm-hmm. Var is no longer. Mm-hmm. He's gone. I also should point out Var has to command how to like get the breath to Vasher. What's the words he says? He says, my life to yours. And then he says, my breath becomes yours. Yep. So yep. that's all fun. And then now Vasher can like see so many different colors. And what does he He also says he reaches the second heightening. Yes. Which means that he has perfect pitch. We don't know what that means yet. 
but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll we'll get back to that. Yes, and there's five heightenings, right? He yeah. There's I wanted to ask you, Sydney. Uh, he says uh, I I wrote down the exact quote, but he says um, basically uh, at any point Vasher says I could achieve the fifth heightening, uh, but instead I'm going to do it the re- the regular way of stealing or or bargaining for breaths from other people. Yeah. Instead of so that that's something to keep in mind that for some reason Vasher has the ability to at any point reach the fifth height. Yeah, how does that work? Like, because you have to have a certain number of breaths. So how does he just like mm-hmm. suddenly yeah, so have enough to reach it? I don't get it. I'll give you a quick uh, spoiler on bre- on heightenings. It's the number of breaths you have gives you different levels of heightenings, and it's mm-hmm. exponentially more. So the first heightening is easier to reach than the second, and the second's uh, easier than the third. Like it's yeah. exponentially, um, and. Some of them have special things. They happen. I won't tell you what, but some of them have special things like perfect pitch at the second heightening. Um, and so, yeah, uh, at any point, he can get enough breaths to be the fifth heightening, which is a huge number in this book. Yeah. I can't even imagine because he got how many from far? Doesn't doesn't actually say. It's just a, a wealth just quite of Quite a bit. Yeah. And he only reached the second. So can you imagine how many yeah. all the way to the fifth would be? Yeah. Um, so uh, Var gives up all of his stuff, mm-hmm. all of his breaths, and Vasher kills him. How does he kill him? Um, it's a good question. He I could just tell. Oh you. wait, he um he gives breath into a scarf and has and the then, scarf strangle him. Yeah, has the scarf strangle him. Mm-hmm. So he does that. Var is now done. Rip Var. We met him for a solid couple pages. He was a pretty chill dude, though. He tried to <laughs> he tried to overthrow a kingdom. That's pretty fun. He tried. Uh, Var's he a pretty chill tried. guy. Um, yeah. Uh, is that the end of that chapter? Oh wait, no. Um, no, not quite. So I actually thought I want to bring this up because I thought this was interesting. Yeah. Um, as Vasher leaves Var's cell, he looks out like into the hallway and sees red everywhere. So like blood just everywhere. And it's yeah. very interesting to me that he didn't notice that before. Like that's how dull the colors yes. had to have been without any kind of breath. And that I'm like, very can you, interesting. that's what, like, can you imagine? Like, because mm-hmm. we all see, we would, I mean, unless you're colorblind, but you would see um, like the red, the pools of blood on the floor. But and- normal people in this book don't see that color it, and also in this in this world's logic if it was applied to the real world we all are currently existing with one breath so we see more color than he does when you, yeah it, so in, in in this world's logic we see what is equivalent to having one breath of, mm-hmm. of stuff also uh vatcher's special sword is named nightblood yes i want you to go ahead and give us a dramatic reading of what nightblood says at the end of this chapter uh you have the book open right now on that I page do. so nightblood in a very dramatic reading. Here we go. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> so I'll start where, it, where Vasher kind of opens up the weapon. Mm-hmm. So it says, Vasher carefully slid the weapon fully back into its sheath. He did up the clasp. I did very well today, a voice said in his mind. Vasher didn't respond to the sword. I killed them all, Nightblood continued. Aren't you proud of me? Vasher picked up the weapon, accustomed to its unusual weight, and carried it on one shoulder. He recovered his duffel and slung it over his shoulder. I knew you'd be impressed, Nightblood said, sounding satisfied. <laughs> and that's where the prologue ends. Yeah, that's, that's the end of the prologue. <laughs> How uh, was that? Was that was a great <laughs> reading. I actually really loved it. I loved... Um, so I... Here's an admission of guilt. I do audiobooks more than reading, listeners, so don't get mad at me. But I always love... Vasher's... Uh, sorry. That sword has showed up in several of his books. And every author, every reader, I mean, gives him a slightly different voice. <laughs> and so in the, the the woman who narrates this book on Audible uh, gives him a kind of like childish look. 
uh, there's a different book that he's in that he could say like, oh, fancy boy uh, sound <laughs> where it's, I did, he would have said, I did very well, didn't it's I? It's really funny because uh, I was going to get real deep voice with it yeah. and then decide like last second that was terrible. So I had no idea where I was going with it as I started speaking and I was like, we're just going to wing it and we'll see how it goes. Sydney jumped ship and went sassy with it. <laughs> and now for the rest of this, rest of this book, for the, all the weeks we do this book. Anytime that Nightblood speaks, he's a sassy boy. <laughs> I'm gonna. This is, the problem is, I'm gonna forget the voice I used no, this for is, him. This is lore for our podcast. Of <laughs> uh, Nightblood's a sassy sword, um, sassy boy. Well, I feel like he would be. Like you oh, read yeah. this, and he goes, "I killed them all." Like, of course yeah. he's gonna be sassy, and he yeah. literally, he literally asks, "Aren't you proud of me?" Like he's gonna be <laughs> sassy, dude. He, need, he also needs affirmation. He's, uh-huh. a, he's a very, he's a very affirmation starved boy. Um, I would like to really quick before we move on to the to the first chapter talk more about the prologue um talk about a couple things one for uh he talks a lot about when he gives breath he makes the straw he takes the straw and makes it into the shape of a man yes and then uses his eyelash as they call it an anchor point or something like that I forget yeah, the exact word something like that um he uses an eyelash on it and then when he makes his cloak do something uh he uses tufts of hair people mm-hmm. because they on have top. to use like so, I mean, they don't have to, but to use less breath, they have to use a piece of themselves. And they also say it has to be a couple of things about breaths that he mentions that are kind of easy to miss. Um, humanoid shapes yes. are much easier to do than non-humanoid shapes. Mm-hmm. So that's why he cut this. Like he's, he talks about how when he had more breath, he would have just enchanted the straw as a pile. Yes. But because he has so little, he wanted to make it into the shape of a, of a man so that it can... Um, be easier to enchant um and he also talked about how when var was hanging up they had him naked with no color in the room and had Mm -hmm. his only thing he was touching was the metal chains because metal is incredibly hard to uh awaken yes because it's never been alive Mm -hmm. so has been a living thing at one point is a very important part of awakening for this yes and you learned that and one more thing you learned about it um that was worth it is that every time you awaken he talked about he touched something with color. That color was drained from the thing, and then the awakening happened. So he had a yes. bright red scarf that he touched to make his cloak come alive, and the bright red scarf turned completely gray mm-hmm. for his cloak. So they, they say um, it's about hue and uh, harmonies is the way that he describes it. So the specific words and specific color yes. are required. And that's, that's a theme of this book. Uh, color and uh, music mm-hmm. are are a very big theme throughout yes. this book. And it's very interesting to me that like color is so involved. Yeah, it's Brandon Sanderson. I don't you, I don't know if you've read anything by him. I have He's not. very well known for his incredibly intense and deep magic systems. Like all of his magic makes sense in like the you know fake mist magical universe that it's in, but it all has like very special limitations. Um, and honestly, throwing shade a little bit at J.K. Rowling, it it's not. It's any time that a magic thing happens, it's because he's set up clearly that this is a thing that could happen in this world, and they use it that way. And J.K. Rowling oftentimes had, oh, yeah, by the way, this hat can teleport a sword. And it's like, oh, okay, kill a, kill a snake with it then. No questions asked. Yeah, but if 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 um, Brandon Sanderson was doing – he's very good at the Chekhov's gun style of writing where he would have had the hat carry the sword before or would have had the hat been able to teleport metal things before or would have had the sword be able to teleport into cloth bag, just something yeah. like that. Um, and the final thing I wanted to mention, uh, Nightblood was slightly unclasped when he found it. The mm-hmm. sword had been unclasped and was with the sheath still on, rammed through the chest of the man that took it from him. So, 
So that kind of like, did Nightblood do that himself? Yeah. And that's a good question to ask. Uh, that will be answered uh, yeah, later. Like what later else are we going to learn about Nightblood? Like what is this sword and why is it like... Why can it talk? Why does it have a mm-hmm. personality? Mm-hmm. Why is it sassy? Why is, why is it sassy? These are the questions <laughs> that, that is need the to be answered. That is the most important question. Why is it sassy? Um, one more thing. Whose dungeon was he in? Oh, the God King's dungeon. Who do you think that is? Someone who has a lo- probably a lot of breasts, I would say, right? He's mm. got a lot of breasts. He's very mm. powerful. I mean, he's literally called the God King, so I would assume he probably has the most breasts in all of the yeah. world. Good. That's a that's a very good very good theory. We'll see if that comes to fruition. Yes, I also uh, I want to talk about Vasher real quick because so this is interesting to me. So this is like the very second page of the book when Vasher's talking to the guard. The guard is trying to figure out where he got the the sword from, where he mm-hmm. got Nightblood from, because he thinks he stole it. Because you know Vasher's not dressed in you know kind of anything nice, so he doesn't look like a nobleman or a lord yeah. or whatever. And it like the guard, you know, when the guard leaves. Vasher, like, he's assumed that Vasher is not a lord. And Vasher says he was right and he was wrong. So what is Vasher? Like, is he a lord? Is he not a lord? I, like, have so many questions. I read that and I was like, hmm, that's a little suspicious. This is, this is something to know. Uh, that That's a, also a good thought. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Uh, basically, you kind of have to because the way the book is written. But keep an eye on Vasher. But you kind of have to because you see him a lot. Cause yeah. Yeah. Before we, sorry, one more thing before we get in the first chapter for real. Uh, I wanted to give, I forgot to do this in the beginning. I wanted to give a quick rundown of Brandon Sanderson's universe really quick. Uh, it's called the Cosmere. And a lot of Brandon Sanderson's books uh, take place in what's called the Cosmere. This is not a spoiler for this book, by the way, um, which means they all exist in the same universe, um, but they're in separate like worlds. And all I have to say, there are some characters in his books that jump from world to world. Uh, that's why I said Nightblood, Nightblood appears in different books. He's yeah. one of them. Um, and there's also a character to keep your eye out. The best character in the books, in my opinion, his name is Hoyd. Hoyd, Hoyd is in every single one of Brandon Sanderson's books in some way or another. Why do you think he does that? Just because it, it's, well, it's because it's one universe. Hoyd is uh, kind of a god in its own little way. Um, there are there are like real gods in some of the worlds, but he Hoyd is actually like like an immortal being guy. Yeah. Can, and it's the whole thing is uh, he, w- you only ever get to hear from the perspective of Hoyt in one book. And Hoyt thinks about how he is just kind of like there for the story. And he goes where <laughs> he goes wherever um, the world wants him to be. So he doesn't really have any method to what he's doing. He just kind of like, well, he I just does like, his own thing. He goes, I felt like I was supposed to be here. And so he, he, he also complains a lot about I'm always where there's war. The world just wants me to be where there's war. I'm always where there's he war. He just shows up and all of a sudden the war starts. And yeah, he's, he's like, like Great. I... maybe he's starting the wars. Maybe it's his fault. Maybe it's freaking Hoyd. Uh, yeah, it's definitely people Hoyd. Who love, people who love Brandon Sanderson will be so mad at us that we talked about <laughs> Hoyd such negatively. Hoyd is beloved. All right. I We're think, sorry. I'm so sorry. I apologize. <laughs> I think it's time to move on to the, the first official chapter of this book. And can I give the rundown on this one? Go for it. Yeah, you, you jump, got it. You jump in with anything I missed that's important in your mind. All right. Okay. So, uh, we we jump in and see a, a person named Siriana, right? Siri. I, yeah, they, just Siri. She she oh, shortens her it. full name. Her Siriana. full name is Siriana. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it says that. Um, oh, it just says Siri. Her, but her she goes by Siri throughout the entire book. Yeah. Um, Siri. She is um, from the from the town of Idris, which is technically the capital city, but it's a really small city compared to uh, Halandra and the other ones. Yes. A um, little bit. This book. This chapter glances off of it, but Idris is politically powerful because it has access to a pass through some mountains. 
uh, that's good for trading. So it, it it glances off that in this chapter, but just for future knowledge, that's yeah. why that's why this city is important. It's such a tiny city that's important. Um, and so Syriana is riding her horse. She returns from from a trip uh, to her hometown, uh, and she uh, talks about how her hometown is bland. Everything is white. Color is forbidden. Mm-hmm. And as she's walking, a group of kids walk up behind her. Uh, and once one comes and tugs up on her dress, she shows the kids some colorful flowers that she's plucked from uh, the field when she was out on her horse ride. Um, and those are kind of taboo and seen as bad because they're color. And um, they don't like color in Idris. Yes. And, and she also wonders a lot about, like, the other um, towns and cities. Yeah. Just, like... I just thought that was interesting because she yeah. wants to know what they're like, but she also doesn't want to, like, leave Idris. Yeah. Um, on her – I agree with that. It's really – that's good. Uh, also, you learn Syriana's a princess. Yes. Uh, of course she is because it's a fantasy book. She has to be. There has to be a princess. <laughs> there has to be at least one princess in Always. the story. Um, but she's the youngest uh, heir to the throne. She's also a girl, so she can't actually be um, – <laughs> She can't. She can't inherit. Yes, Sydney. I think wrote down. She's. I did. I wrote down the list of her family or her siblings. Yeah. So she's the youngest of four. Her oldest sibling or her oldest, the oldest child at all, yeah. is uh, Vivenna. Yep. Who's a female. Yep. And she is supposed to be married off to the God King over yeah. in Helendrin, just um, over there. You know. We'll we'll discuss why in a bit. Yes. Um, and then we have Ridger, who's the eldest son, who's in line for the throne. And then you have Fafin, who is also a female, who's just a little older than Siri, who's a monk, which I thought was interesting. Because mm-hmm. I feel like when I think of monks, I think of men. Are there yeah. women monks? So like, I uh, thought that was interesting. Yeah. But Fafin also holds up, like, because she's the second youngest, mm-hmm. that's like, you know, one of the children has to be a monk. Yeah. So. Yep. Baffin gets that job and then Siri gets nothing. Siri, but she, but you say like a negative. Siri talks about how much she freaking loves that she gets oh, nothing. Oh, yeah. She, she's all for it. She like literally talks about so much in this first chapter, like the first like page of this chapter, how she loved being unimportant because she can just wander off and do whatever the heck she wants and nobody cares. And getting in trouble isn't a big deal for her. Yeah. That's her, that's her biggest thing is getting in trouble doesn't matter to her. Um, also, you learn about this later in the thing. Uh, one kid from every family line must become a monk in this town because the monks are like the gardeners and they, 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 it's kind of a communal thing where they made a, a rule about one of your, one of the children must be a monk so that we have people to provide for the food for the town. Huh, that makes um, sense. Yeah. And so you discover she, uh, sorry, Siri goes to the kitchen and finds the cook whose name is Mab. Mab is a sassy queen. I love her. Mab is so great. I literally love her. Like she, we just met Mab, but Mab's just like, she's killing it. She also, um, Mab is, I think, a pretty good example. And I, this is weird, but I think she's a pretty good example of like, uh, example of like religious, uh, like scared. Uh, she is terrified of Halendrin and the people who can awaken, um, and lists a bunch of things that Hallinger had that makes them evil and bad. And even then, one of them is just a outright fabrication. And Siri calls her out on that. Yeah. And still, Mab doesn't back down and says, "No, all of Hallinger are bad and evil." Which I I like that they give that viewpoint of a a small town near a big town who wants to kill them. Yes. Making up fear tactics about that town. Like that's mm-hmm. I just I just enjoy that writing. Should um, I read some of them? Because I think they're kind of yeah. Go ahead. So Mab says. Maybe we should start inviting awakeners into the city. How'd you like that? Some devil sucking the souls out of children, strangling people with their own clothing, bringing men back from the grave, then using their dead bodies for cheap labor, sacrificing women women on their unholy altars. 
We love that. Yeah, and I <laughs> I also love that list because you we've already it's it's really well written. Sorry, this is gushing over Brandon Sanderson because um, sucking souls out of children, the devils. We can already acknowledge we've seen somebody with no breath, which is like their soul in yeah. their mind. We get we know that doesn't kill them, so we know mm-hmm. that that one's not hundred percent true. Yes. The second one. Um, strangling them with their own clothing the thing is we've seen that happen already we have seen that so we know that one is true so we already know that one of her things is only kind of true and one of those things is genuinely a true thing that can happen and then uh the salt sacrificing women on altars siri even calls out that that one's just made up yeah and you want to read mad's response to that to it being made up she goes stories come from somewhere mab is mab love it mab is unfazed i just imagine her like talking in this like really like old woman-y voice that's Mentor. like come on now siri what are you talking about absolutely like, i'm definitely right i'm older than you <laughs> yes absolutely that's that's exactly the vibes that freaking mab gives <laughs> off um but yeah mab basically says stop start start chopping vegetables because um your punishment for going out is going to be chopping with me anyway you don't need to go disturb your dad who's in a, a meeting yes and the um, fact that siri is like i love cho- i love hanging out in the, the yeah. kitchen so She's like that's, that's she cool um, but then she realizes that th- since he's in a meeting, the punishment for going out once while he's in the meeting is going to be the same as the punishment for going out twice. So she dips and takes her horse and, and goes back out. <laughs> she says, I'm out of here. Siri, Bye. Siri, <laughs> Siri runs away. Great. Good job, Siri. Um, and that, that at that point, the chapter switches perspectives Yes. Uh, to a character that I, I, Sydney's already told me she has some opinions oh about. Oh, my gosh. I have uh, so many thoughts. <laughs> hold, hold them in for a second. It's, it switches to D- uh, Dellen. Yes. Who is who is Siri's dad? Dedelin, the king, um, is the, the king. king. Yeah, and he's in a. Sorry, I, I thought this this section was so interesting to me. He's in a one story building with a wooden roof that is like kind of the size of a conference room, and he says that's a little ostentatious for a person. And it's a one story, and but, but he says, but meetings and kingdom running and uh, conferences happen here, so it's okay. And yeah. I love that. That's his mindset. I okay. She hates him for Sydney does not like him for a certain couple of reasons. I want to say a couple of things. First thing, he very much cares about his people. He does talk about that yes. a lot. No, I I will agree. I like I don't like. Okay, I shouldn't say I dislike him because I don't necessarily dislike him. I just question some of his decisions. Oh yeah, but he definitely does care for his his um, people, and I, I appreciate that. Um, and what he is what he is uh, uh, fretting over is a um, is a letter he got from Hallandrin, written on pink paper, which is a big deal because color is forbidden here. And everybody knew when it came in that it was important because it was on pink paper. Yes. Uh, And it basically saying, hey, remember that treaty you said that when your oldest daughter turns 21, you'd send a daughter here to marry the God King? Yes. Um, Oh, by the way, the reason that is all of the family of of Idris, the king king family of Idris, so Siri, all the siblings, Dedelin, all have what's the royal line's hair. Yes. Which is a very special thing, which means their hair can change with their emotion. If their emotion goes unchecked, their hair will change color. Yes. Um, which and, I thought was interesting. Like, And because uh, that's the mark of like uh, royalty in this world, mm-hmm. uh, that's why they want to, to uh, have a, a, a child with one of the family in Hallandred is to have more right to the throne. So we have we have the royal blood in us now. Yes. So now we have right to the throne because you also like it'd be very difficult to like fake having like magical you know, yes. Yeah, color changing like, hair. You literally like if you know they send over a, a a girl and the God King's like, wait a minute, your hair's not changing color. Like you can't really hide that yeah. very well. I mean yeah. Granted, like the characters in this book, like Siri's sister does a great job, which is mentioned later. She does a great job at hiding. Vivenna. And like, yes, 
she doesn't show off her her emotions. Siri, on the other hand, is terrible at it. Her hair is always a certain color. It changes constantly, which um, I love. Honestly, I love yeah. that. Siri is just like such a she has she's emotions. A fun and she shows character. emotions. I love that. Oh yeah, she is a very fun character. I'm. I am just ecstatic. There's one chapter in particular that I'm just ecstatic for us to get to. So you can you can talk about how Siri handles the situation. That's just <laughs> hilarious. Um, but And if you've read the book before, you know exactly the chapter I'm talking about. Um, but, <laughs> Those of us who haven't are like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. uh, so uh, Dedelin is talking to Yadra, who is his... I think like, it's Yarda. Yarda. Sorry, you're right. I put the arm <laughs> on. Uh, Yarda, who is the um, like general of their army. And Yarda keeps saying... Uh, they're going to attack us. Like, we need to stall till winter because we'll win in winter, but in summer, they're going to attack us. And it's spring right now in the setting. Um, and because we're in the mountains, winter, uh, snow is our friend. We need to stall till summer. Um, and the Dellen just is so broken up about the idea of having to send away his perfect daughter, Vivenna. Uh, he doesn't want, he doesn't want to have to send her away and even even to complicate things further the comes in and is perfect and says i'm ready and this is what i was made for as this is it and he's like but you're going to be the perfect person for any of the country and also he says if they use you for ransom i know i couldn't give you up yes so so <laughs> what this wonderful dad and man does uh is he decides instead that his troubled younger daughter is more worthy of death and so he sends him so to the awful. god king. That's so awful. I literally, that, okay, <laughs> I have no words. I can't even imagine, like, obviously you don't want to send off either of your children because that would be horrible. Oh, and he, he makes it clear that even though Vivenna makes him, sorry, Siriana makes him mad, he makes it clear that he does, and he he does, does like yes. Siriana. It just, what okay, what upsets me is how do you choose one daughter over the other? Yeah. Like, the other one literally is like, okay, I will do this because this is what I was raised for. Yeah. Like, you raise, I mean, obviously, you don't want to send off either, and I get that, and, like, I respect that he doesn't want to send off either. But she was, Vivenna was raised for this. She was prepared for this. How like, would you feel, how would you feel as Vivenna right now, actually? I think, honestly, I'd be upset because I'd be like, I was preparing my whole life for this and all of a sudden you're stripping it away from me. Like, obviously, I mean, I wouldn't want to, like, go to a god king who who the heck knows what he's going to do to me. But, like, still, if you've been preparing your entire life for that and then it to be ripped out from underneath your feet. And I can't wait to see how Siri reacts when she finds out. Yeah, because the the chapter ends on a cliffhanger where he says, yes, basically, they see Siri out the window. The king's like, oh, she's such a freaking jerk. And then says, I'm sending my youngest daughter uh, because there's a loophole in the contract that says I will send a daughter when my daughter turns my oldest turns 21. Mm -hmm. So since my oldest turns 21, I'm sending my youngest. Yes, because that's a daughter. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the end of that chapter. My real question is, does he seriously think that like, if the God King uses Siri as ransom, is he just going to be like, oh, sorry, I really don't care about you enough to like do anything about it? Uh, what he did, I, I think his thinking is more, I might be able to, but I will not be able to for Vivetta. Yeah. Which is really kind of concerning to me. Like, it's clear he has a favorite. Yeah. It's that, uh, I'm okay. I'm, he likes his kids. He's doing his best for his nation. He's not a good dad. Like no, he's, yeah. He's, he might be a good like king, but he's not a good dad. <laughs> he's not a good dad at all. Um, but it's also, I actually think it's interesting because I feel like a lot of times in these kind of stories, the youngest child gets like all the attention and the mm-hmm. eldest is like, well, you're the eldest. You have to figure it out on your own. Whereas this is like opposite. It's uh, well, the eldest in this is set up is like her hair stays the perfect black, which is like. Even the king can't do that. Yeah, even the king loses his temper when he sees Syriana uh, being weird. Um, 
perfect black and she can keep that no matter what like she can keep that without her emotions but it can change if she lets it go it will change mm-hmm. and even the king mentions it's hard to describe he says how much like mental force it takes to always keep down your emotions because siri talks about your hair reacts before you do so if you're getting nervous about something your hair turns white before you even process that you're nervous about it like, yeah so being able to identify your emotions control them and then not let them affect you before impressive. they even happen yeah so uh the venom is a cool person um she's getting so she was it sucks almost being sold off to the god king uh in a way yeah uh which is sucky um but like it's hard and it's supposed to be hard because mm-hmm. it um uh, it is a real quick shift from like uh what would you do though like what yeah there's you're at a spot where either your whole nation dies your daughter mm-hmm. you love dies or your daughter that makes you mad all the time dies, <laughs> and that's how he's thinking about it so yeah i, I understand that that choice is a choice that nobody has should ever have to make mm-hmm. but they set up this book in a way that he had to make that choice and yes. honestly probably made the choice that's the most good for the kingdom because mm-hmm. because S- siri doesn't contribute yeah and vivenna would be contributing yeah but what is like my question is though what is vivenna gonna do like mm. Siri's being sent off. So what yeah. is Vivenna gonna do? Like, Good question. What does she do? She just like becomes the new Siri? Come back next week and see what <laughs> Vivenna does. Um Are we gonna find out next week or like I, a couple weeks down the road? <laughs> it's, it's um I guess it depends how many chapters we read. Speaking of which, real quick, before we go any further, I wanna tell you guys, uh we read pro- prologue in one for this week. Next week when you come, we're gonna say this at the end of the uh, end end two. But next week, come and have read two, three, and four. That's about an hour's worth. That's three chapters, but it's about an hour's worth of, of content. Um, almost exactly, actually. So it's an hour and six seconds on audio. Nice. So It'll take me like, you know, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 10 minutes <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's um, three chapters. So because it's three chapters, I'm fairly certain we hear from Vivenna again before the end of the third chapter. Maybe. Um, and so, yeah. Uh, is there any other parts, any other things, questions about those chapters you want to get into? Um. I just I I like took some notes because yeah. you know that's the kind of person I am. Of course, <laughs> we love that. We love that. <laughs> I just kind of like I was questioning why do the royals have color? Why what's what, what what's up with their hair? Like why does it do that? Yeah. Like, for what reason? Yeah. Uh, it's not a spoiler to say it's just the sign of royal blood. There's really no yeah. other no other uh, like as far as I remember there might be I might be completely wrong. But there's really no other like explanation of why other than it's just royal blood. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, uh, also, I wanted to ask you about um, – here's something that they mentioned in passing, and I want you to make a theory about what it is, okay? First okay. of all, the God King and all the other gods that they mentioned are all referred to as the Returned, uh-huh. uh, which are the gods. They they make up what they call the Court of the Gods, and there's a guy named the Returned. They're yes. all called the Returned. Um, and they mentioned that uh, Vivenna's purpose is to go to the God King – have the God King's child, who they say, this is this is it, who will be stillborn and then come back as a wretched returned. What? <laughs> make a make a make a guess. What what are you what are you inferring from from the information we oh, know about the returned? That's really wonky. I feel like so you're saying the returned or so they go to the God t- King, have a stillborn. And then make and the then, next God King. M- wait, have a stillborn, make the next God King, and then come back? The Venna's never coming back. No. What? So the the Vivenna's goal is yes. to go to the God King, have a stillborn. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the stillborn becomes the new God King. And then the, and, and then the Vivenna lives there. She is yes. now a Yes, no, Vivenna stays, and then the God King 
is replaced when is he dies. Is replaced when he dies. So the new God King would be considered the returned. Yeah. So what? Okay. What do you think returned are? Because there's more than the God King. There's more returned. Yes. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Let's well, see. Well, you're gonna find out if you don't I know. I feel like no. Yeah. Out. I feel like the returned are gonna be. I mean. They're gonna be have to be like the current God King, like super powerful mm-hmm. and have lots of breaths yeah. and you know, be able to do all these wild things without, you know, yeah. dying. Um hmm. You'll let's see. We I, if you don't have a theory, that's fine. Literally next week we'll definitely the three chapters I if I had to guess the uh, you'll hear about is more about Halogen, the God King, and more from Vivena. Yes. And those are like the, the main things you hear about in the next few chapters. Mm. So yeah. uh we'll get into it. Um, I kind of wonder, like, how do you think a god? How is a god king made? Like, because oh, he's yeah. got all this. So, does he get? Let's like the new god king get, um, the old god king's breast when he dies. Maybe hmm. I'm not gonna give you answers to these ones. Hmm. <laughs> Curious. All right. Maybe I... that's my theory. Maybe my theory is so you have a child. Child's yeah. born. Um, when the god king dies, the current god king, the new god king. Like gets all the old god king's breaths, yep. and then ta da! You have a new god king who's gonna like rule. So, do you think the entire thing about being god king is just having a lot of breath? There's no well, like actual. I'm sure there's a lot more to, to no it, actual. But that was just my original aspect. thought. Um. All right. So now we're gonna move into our our final thing that we have like thought through and scheduled, other than conversation. Um. And that is we're gonna start ranking those characters. Um, yes. So the best part, the part you've all been waiting for. Yeah, we're gonna I'm sure. rank the characters uh, so uh, i just want to go through i'm going to go through an order of how who we met and and saw so first uh vasher yes. uh i mean right now he's the only one so he's both winning and losing so yeah <laughs> uh next we'll say right now and these are all listener these are all very subject to change throughout time yes and we're gonna keep a list so we kind of have yeah a, a, like remember where we're at night uh uh What's his name? Nightblade? Night Nightblood. Nightblood, sorry. A Nightblood? Where higher or lower than Vasher? Um Sassy King. Sword I definitely Man. think I have to say Nightblood higher because Sassy. Yes. Yeah, I mean, King granted, sword. I did just make him sassy on yeah. my own. But, you but I definitely I read like the words that he says at the end of the prologue as sassy. Yeah. So I definitely yeah. say Nightblood higher. So right now Nightblood is in Nightblood's in the lead. Okay. And then um oh frick. What's that? What's that fool's name? Uh, Var. Uh, Var. Well, yeah. Var's dead, so I think Var Lost. has to be at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, very. <laughs> or bottom. the very bottom. I mean, uh, and maybe someday we'll find a character we like less than Var who uh, can go below Var. <laughs> who can go below? But, uh, but I think like dead is just there's there's nothing that's, there. That's, like, the, that's gone. The, that's its own tier. The very bottom is dead tier. <laughs> it's dead tier. <laughs> um, all right. Those. That's all we saw in the prologue. Yes. Uh, okay. So here are the characters we saw, and you get to rank them. Siri. Siri definitely has to go at the top. Top, above everybody else? Above everybody you, else. You love I that just fool. love her. I just I I don't know. I like her personality. I think she's very she's just very bubbly. She's like my kind of person. Like if oh. I met her, I would one hundred percent be friends with her. And Colin, I think you would be too. Oh yeah, I absolutely agree. Uh <laughs> honestly, I think I think Colin and Siri have a very similar personality. <laughs> so <laughs> That's fair. I love that. I love that. I would love to be like Siri. Um so how about next we go to Mab. Oh, let's see. I think I have to put Mab ahead of Nightblood. Uh, I, I put Mab below my blood. Really? I think Nightblood. I think. I think the contradiction of a sword that just murdered some fools also being like, <laughs> "Oh yeah, you're proud of me." I love no, that. No, honestly, I love you that make a good point. You make a good point. Um, hmm, and, I wonder if I can. 
right now all we know about Vasher is that he's a moody fool who took a bunch of people's breaths. So I think, yeah. I no, think Vasher Mad beats definitely, Vasher. Yeah, Mad definitely beats Vasher. Hmm. You have a good point, though, about Nightblood. Yeah, I, I... That is fair. It's an inanimate object that's sassy. I definitely think that, um, yeah, Mab needs to go below. Yeah, I agree. Mab needs to go below. We Nightblood. might have somebody who beats the dead tier. How do you feel about Dedelin? Oh. I, okay. I think I have to put him... Here's the thing. I know he's below... All of the characters yes. so far. But is he below Var? No, he okay. can't be below Var. Var's Var. dead. Fair, yep. Like, <laughs> Var's dead. And also, like, I understand he has to protect the kingdom, and I respect that. Yeah. The fact that he actually cares about his people, I think, is very respectful. So he definitely, he can't go at the very bottom because mm-hmm. he has some kind of heart. Yeah. He doesn't want to kill off one of, like, his favorite child. Yeah. Which... It sucks that he has that a sucks for like, Siri, man. That's so it's bad so for Siri. Bad. <laughs> like, who does that? Okay, um, Yarda barely gets anything happen. Yarda, Yarda I think, has to go be- below because he doesn't do much. Yeah, he doesn't. We he like talks like twice. He's just a chicken. All Yarda's <laughs> thing is like, don't let him attack, please, kid. Please don't let him attack. And he's the general, isn't he? Supposed to be like super strong and like, yeah, I got this. We're going to war. <laughs> All right, and then finally, the last character who got any lines from us. Other than the one guard who got was unnamed, the last. Well, we're not going to count the, the guard. <laughs> I think here's what they should be to be qualified for the list: speaking, named. Yes, I agree. Actually, no, speaking. Oh, okay. There's some characters that I really like that don't ever get named because they only they only. Well, but <laughs> there'll be special cases. I think one time later on, there's a uh, poor beggar who just is super rude for no reason and then oh is never gosh. seen from again. So we'll we'll talk <laughs> about really that when we get funny. there. Um, but Vivenna. Um. Venna doesn't really talk much, but I respect the fact that, like, she is willing to go to the God King. Yeah. Just because that's how, she, like, she was born for that. Yeah. So I respect that a lot. And I respect the fact that she has, like, all this, you know, strength to, like, hide her emotions. Yeah. Like, it's, I feel like I respect that. She's obviously put a lot of time and effort into this. Into what she thinks of, of as her destiny. Yes. And so I respect that. So I think she has to go above the king. Above the king. So below yes. Vasher or above Vasher? Because Vasher's the one above the king right now. I'm thinking below Vasher because she doesn't really talk much. I feel like Vasher has some personality. Vasher and, does more crap than Yes, than and Vivenna does, doesn't really sure. have... We don't know Vivenna that well. And right now, she doesn't really have any personality. Yeah, I follow. So that's what I'm thinking. I agree. All right, that's all, that's all the characters we currently have ranked. I'll read through the list really fast. Just uh, our current list. Yes. It goes Siri, Nightblood, Mav, Vasher, Vivenna, Dedelin, Yarda, and then Dead Tear, Var. <laughs> Dead tier, but we should. You know what we should do? What we should rank the dead tier. So Patrick. we create just a list of all the dead people. Yes, and just rank them the, based on like, what we thought their personality, or like the little bit we know about them. Yeah, about like I, like rank their personalities. I, I'm so excited to go back like like eight episodes from now and be like, what the heck is a Mab? <laughs> what who is Mab? I know. Uh, uh, We're gonna be like, who is this? Right now, Mab is ranked third overall, <laughs> and she's a cook that was uh, that was sassy. So, like, future, future, we might not hear a, a lot from Mab um, <laughs> already. So, uh, is there anything else you want to talk about? Let's see. Let's see if there's anything else that needs to be mentioned before we before we head out on this one. Uh, yeah, I have one more thing. All right, what is it? What is your theory for the direction of the story? Oh, that's a. Difficult question since we've read only like yeah we read 20, two chapters twenty pages. Um, I definitely this? so I definitely think Siri's gonna get sent over. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. she's going to something's gonna happen when she's over there. Yeah, like I'm, I'm Siri, sure at least one thing is Siri, gonna happen. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 
marry well, okay. a guy called the God King <laughs> and something's definitely going to happen. I I feel like Siri's just going to be like kicking butt. She's just going to have Taking like names, yeah. she she's just she's going for it like nice. she's going to be like all powerful and we don't know it and she's like this unimportant like princess is going to be like End the strongest in her important. family. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's just she's going to kick butt. The God King better watch out. Siri is coming for you. Okay, then what do you think Vasher's going to... I'm going to tell you the three characters. I want you to guess these three characters because they're the ones who come back the most. Yes. And I'm, it's not a spoiler, just they do. Uh, what do you think Vasher's going to be up to the most? Hmm, I definitely think so. I think Vasher's going to... He's going to hang... Well, he's in um, Helendron already. Uh, yep. He's going to hang out there. I think he's he's got the night blood, so he's like... You know, kind of powerful because he's got this sword that can literally kill things on its own. He also has incredible practice yes. with breath. So yes. that's something. So he's he's already very powerful. Mm-hmm. I think he's definitely going to try. He's I think he's going to try and like rebel. Overthrow. He's going to yes. He's going to try and overthrow. Maybe Vasher will be. Maybe Vasher's the God King secretly. Secretly, the God King. That's a, that's a call. Goes to <laughs> I'm his, just kidding. Goes to his own I... dungeon. <laughs> I don't think so. That'd be really funny. Undercover in his own dungeon. <laughs> I don't think so because he obviously has mentioned that he had he mm-hmm. runs out of breath. I can't imagine the God King would run out of breath. Yeah. But like, yeah. you never know. What if the God King secretly is not as powerful as we think? Like, what if he starts off with all these breath and then like wastes them because he thinks he has so many? Mm-hmm. And so now he has like none. Maybe Vasher really is. Guys, I solved it. One episode in, Vasher is the God King. You solved it. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't finally, really think that, but that'd be really funny. Finally. What do you think Vivenna does with this new this this new direction she has to figure out? What do you think she's gonna go with? Oh, I definitely think Vivenna's gonna like she's gonna show emotions. She's gonna start uh, off as this like super emotionless character. Yeah. But she's gonna like be kind of upset, I think, mm-hmm. about this because I mean she's trained her life whole life calling. for this. Whole, yes. Yeah. So I think she's gonna be a little upset. She's gonna lose her temper for the first time and then realize that she likes having emotions. And Ooh. she's just gonna like She's going to evolve into the new Siri, yeah. basically. And oh, Siri, Siri's going to... Siri and Vivenna are going to switch completely personal characters. Vivenna's going to become <laughs> super good at royalty. Vivenna, Siri's going to... And they're going to learn the real the real adventure was the friends they made along the way. Um, alrighty. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Alrighty. I think that's everything for us this time. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Our intro and outro music, who is that by? That's by uh, um, Alesia, which is spelled A-L-E-Z-E-I-A. Hopefully I said that right. Yep. On Spotify, yes. Uh, and his his song is called Windrunner Remake. That's the song that we're using. Uh, Windrunner, if you're not a fan of uh, Brendan Sanderson, of course, is is it's a score that he made to go along with reading the Stormlight Archives. So if you're a fan of this author, you'll know that uh, you'll know this score or you'll know of uh, that part of the book. Um, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, subscribe. Uh, follow us on Apple Podcasts. Give us good reviews. It helps a lot. Yes. Um, and share remember, with your friends. next week we're reading chapters two, three, and four. Yes. So make sure you have those read before you hop on next week and listen. Or just hop on. Very beginning, we'll be like, yo, we read this. And then you can go ahead and read We and will back. remind you. We'll be like, oh, yeah. you have better read this or you are... Out of the You'll out of the out of the club. We can't, we're not kidding. kicking them out I'm of the kidding, club. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Imagine, imagine being like, "Hey, <laughs> no. listener, get out." Um, <laughs> You're not being kicked out. We uh, love you guys. Already. We love. Yes, of course, we love. Um, and check out prattpodcast.com. It's where we get all of our. Uh, it's where we post all of our information about all the podcasts that uh, the Pratt family does. Which yes, is go Sydney, check out. But is me. No, go check out Colton and his family's podcast. Any because, personal things to plug, Cindy? Um. 
No, I don't have any. I don't have any. Wonderful. Thank you. You guys. can go check out my website at storiesbysydney.com. <laughs> you can check that out. The website she made for college. I will be putting I will be putting this podcast up there oh, on nice. the website. So on mine too. Uh alrighty. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Fantasy Book Club. Uh I've been Colin Pratt. I'm Sydney Liley. And goodbye. Peace. Why are you still here? The show's over. New message. What up, what up? It's Heather's cousin. You dated her in college, or maybe you were just in the same class. Anyway, I heard you bought a boat, my man. Let's hit the water. Oh, and Heather told me you always liked uh, snacks and stuff, so I could totally bring some chips. When you get a boat, you also get new friends. Make sure Progressive's one of them, and get coverage today for as little as $100 a year. Hey, also, I'm a little short on cash, so can you cover the chips? Thanks. I can see why Heather liked you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for basic liability policy not available in all states.